I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. Hello. Hello. Our audio looks pretty good. Maybe that's what we should have been doing all along. <laughs> I mean, I think probably we should buy a new microphone that actually like stands up mm. the way we want it to. Mm-hmm. One of these days. But instead, we bought... A love sack. Yeah. The love sack is a giant bean bag that <laughs> sits on the thing a lot of people have made that reference. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, like, writes itself, you know? Yeah, it is basically, like, the same. I, I'm surprised it's not part of their marketing or part of, like... It's probably an expensive about. song to license. Mm. I mean, like, when they're thinking about a company name. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so how far back should we go? Uh... I don't know. We can go all the way back. So Jordan's always wanted a love sack for <laughs> as long as I've known her. <laughs> so I don't know. It's been interesting because I've been telling people about it, obviously. And a lot of people don't have like this association with it. Um, I had no idea what it was. That's so weird to me. <clears throat> and it's not just like geographical, you know, like I talk to people who grew up in on the west coast too and they also didn't know what it was it's like just me jordan has done extensive research kind of i've told a lot of people where is the company based out of oh i don't know <laughs> i didn't like do any good research i can't imagine that love sack is based out of arizona yeah we're gonna find out right now okay but basically it used to be when i was a youth that we would go to the mall and whatever you had to do at the mall, you did. But then you went to the Love Sack store and you sat in the Love Sacks. And honestly, I don't even know if they ever sell Love Sacks in the Love Sack store because I'm like 98% sure that everyone goes in there just to sit on them for free. But <laughs> that's what we used to do. And our mom, like not like our mom, but like <laughs> my mom and Dylan's mom, who is the same mom, um told us that we could have a love sack. See, Connecticut. They're from Connecticut. You should know. Everyone on the west or on the east coast should know. Mm. I forgot which coast Connecticut was on for a second. <laughs> um, I guess it makes sense, though, that there is a, a store on Fifth Ave then. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot there was a store on Fifth Ave. Wow. Yeah. It, which is weird. But anyways. So also, we appreciate this banner photo. Like this... Luxury <laughs> love sack. Wow. It's like a cabin vibe. I guess they are from Connecticut. V New England. Wow. Yeah, look at this fireplace. That's the faux fur one, too. <laughs> wow. We don't have a faux fur one. No, because that's gross. Okay, so our mom told us that we could have one if we ever lived in a house with a basement, mm. which she said because they don't really make houses with basements in Arizona. Mm. And I've recently been thinking about why that is. Um, and I don't know the answer to that, but we can Google that later too, maybe. Um, so basically we never had one in childhood and then Dylan bought one 
Actually, he was still in an apartment when he bought one. I guess he wandered into the mall and they were on sale, so he bought one. Wow, so he did buy one from the left sack store. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Confirmed purchase. Um, but we have talked about it a lot of times, you and I. Yeah. And Mainly you. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I like included you in the conversation. It wasn't just me being like, oh, I'm going to buy a love sack now. Correct, yeah. Um, and we really, it always comes down to the fact that shit is massive. Yeah. Like, Dylan's is six feet in diameter, and it's supposed to seat four people. And, like, they make smaller ones. They have one called the City Sack that's three feet in diameter. Which is a hilarious name. But even, like, when we looked at those and tried to, like, figure out where one of those would go in our apartment, we just really couldn't conceive of it. Yeah. But then... <clears throat> then... Quarantine happened. Dun, dun. And um, apparently I snore now, mm-hmm. which has become a problem mostly for you. Oh, yeah. And so you were like <laughs> sleeping on your camping gear <laughs> in the living room. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I could do that sometimes <laughs> to like share the burden. Shake it up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it like doesn't affect me at all, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm just sleeping. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, well, I'll try that. And it turns out that was like <laughs> devastatingly <laughs> terrible. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, if we're going to be like trading off and shit, then we have to do something else. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, we've had this conversation a few times before as well, where we're like, what should we do when someone like tries to sleep here mm-hmm. and we know that i don't like when anyone sleeps here so it's never been like a priority conversation <laughs> for you <laughs> right but it, it has been a conversation we've had and there have been times in the past when i've sort of looked up like different foldable mattress options because the problem is like throughout my life i've owned a number of air mattresses and they all get like fucked up yeah i've never had an air mattress that didn't just like pop on me at some point it's pretty true i feel like uh yeah so i figured if we were going to spend money on something it should be something that isn't going to deflate so i was looking at all these fold-up mattresses and i went back on this quest to see what we could get Mm -hmm. and i came out are you falling off the love sack i don't know hold on (laughs) are you ready i'm here oh my goodness (laughs) um so i was going to present my research to you and you turned to me and you were like why don't we just buy a left sack yeah well i mean it made sense in that moment i think i don't know my reasoning was just that i knew you wanted it and like as well get something you want than a random fold-up bed that's it that was my entire reasoning like we can either buy this random shit that you looked up or you can just get the thing you want and then I panicked because I've never been so close to buying a love sack before. Because <laughs> I think the weird thing about adulthood is that you really can do like literally whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And there are just these like mental barriers in place, right? Keeping you from doing things that might be detrimental to your being. I need a basement. <laughs> like, well, I don't know. Like, I think about. Like, I could just walk outside and buy a dog, you know? <laughs> like, that would be a terrible choice for us. 
but I could do it. <laughs> you could, yes. You know? And that's what this felt like. It was like, I could buy a love sack at any time, but, like, it could, <laughs> like, destroy our whole lives. And so I, like measured a bunch of shit i don't even really like remember what i was measuring but i was like <laughs> I you're measuring everything <laughs> yeah i was like where would we put like the six foot diameter one where would we put the three foot diameter one mm-hmm. and we went back and forth for several days yeah and for a while we were kind of seriously considering the three foot diameter one mm-hmm. because there's this is a 550 square foot apartment yes <laughs> And the weird thing is, like, our couch is five feet wide. That was one of the things I measured. Hmm. But it's not five feet deep. Correct. And that's the weird thing about a love sack is that it is a sphere. It's not, like, oblong in any way. Yeah. So I guess bringing up the couch is important, too. The uh, part of the love sack thought initially was full-on replacing the couch with a love sack. Because there's no way in my brain to have... A, a five foot diameter love sack in here and the couch yeah and the couch is pretty fucked up we gotta do something about it post quarantine slash covid either get it reupholstered or look into a new one it just like hasn't been uh or isn't rather built for continual everyday use in that way sustained sitting yeah if sustained you will sitting. um <laughs> so yeah we need to do something about that. So our initial thought was buy the love sack. They come with a 60-day guarantee. So if we really hated it, we could send it back. And in that 60-day window, try to sell the couch. Um, that was the initial thought, along with a place for Jordan and I to sleep. Yeah, we knew for sure that we weren't going to be able to get the six-foot one in here. Correct. That was never the plan. No. Um but we did decide to pull the trigger on the five foot one because a it was a way better sleeping area mm-hmm. and b it sort of felt like the three foot one would have been a cop out it yeah. would have been like a baby sack baby sack <laughs> six sacks baby sack love sack <laughs> this is the super sack wow <laughs> yeah it is uh, yeah, it's kind of a go big, go home moment, you know? If we're going to do the damn thing, might as well do the damn thing. It's interesting also because, like, I've never really thought too hard about their branding because it's always just sort of been there, like, in my consciousness since before I thought about those sorts of things. But, like, specifically... Sure, I was born with love set <laughs> branding in your mind. No, I just mean, like... If someone was like, this is my massive beanbag and I call it the love sack, it's like, okay, but like the people I've been telling about stuff. It's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, someone I work with was literally like, um, that's pretty pornographic. <laughs> and now it's like, it's like a gross thing to say. Yeah, I call it a beanbag when I tell people who don't know. But it's not full of beans. Right, but I mean, it's basically a fucking beanbag. Okay, well, anyways, so that was, that's been a hurdle. <laughs> so, yeah, because, like, calling it a love sack is such a wild thing. But that's what it's called! 
involved. Yeah. And it's like, so the brand is important, though. Like, there was no point in this process where I was contemplating buying a knockoff love sack. Because this is sincerely the most comfortable beanbag in the world. And I know that you're sort of a hater, but, like, you know it's the most comfortable beanbag in the world. Yeah, it's very comfortable. I'm currently lying down on it. Yeah, so, like, there was no point where we were like, oh, maybe we should get one with a less pornographic brand name. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't even know what other names are out there, but... Um, so I did do a lot of Googling and saw a lot of different types of, Sex. like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because as soon as we bought it, I guess we should rewind. We got the Super Sack with the um, black velvet cover. Mm-hmm. Because there are a handful of stock covers you can get that are like ready to ship and returnable. Mm-hmm. If you get a custom cover, you can't return it. Yeah, there's a shit ton of different covers. It's pretty wild. None of them were like what we wanted, though. No, they were they're wild. Um, too much. So the black velvet definitely seemed like the best choice for us for a number of reasons. But then... I sort of immediately started Googling how people style beanbag chairs because... Even like black velvet. Yes. <laughs> Particularly. <laughs> I mean, it's not the full fur one. Uh, what a company. Um, you're just jealous you didn't think of it first. <laughs> you're right. This is my, my jealous voice. Um. So I was Googling like how people style beanbags because I'm sort of aware that like buying a five foot beanbag chair is not like <laughs> the chicest move. Yeah. Well, and so I saw a lot of different beanbag options that way, but at no point was I like considering buying one of them. And it seems like people are going like super minimal, mm. you know, like you, yeah. You get, like, two beanbag chairs and, like, a concrete uh, coffee table mm. and then, like, no other furniture. <laughs> Word. <laughs> um, obviously, that wasn't what we were going to do, but I was pretty ready to get rid of, like, literally everything else in this room in order to make this beanbag work. Hey, and you just throwing out a lot of things. <laughs> because, okay, so I don't, I don't want it to look like a frat house in here. <laughs> You know, um, and also like there's not a lot of space, and this is a very large beanbag. <laughs> it's a very large sack. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess on the note of getting rid of stuff, so the beanbag came, slash love sack came. That's correct. Um, and it <laughs> was pretty massive. I don't know. I just don't know what I expected when I opened up the door and the. T- Delivery guy was hauling it up the steps. I was like, oh, oh shit. Um, yeah, the super sack is also 75 pounds. Yeah, it was a wild, heavy duffel bag. Um, and then a box along with it, which the box was the cover, I think, right? Yeah. So that was that. Then we had to get it out of the duffel bag, which uh, was also pretty intense. Because it's like a mail-order mattress where, because it's made of memory foam. Mm-hmm. So they vacuum seal it. So that it fits in that duffel bag, because obviously the duffel bag wasn't five feet in diameter. Right. Um, and so you have to sort of like pull it out of the bag and allow it to inflate. Yeah. I mean, you have to exactly pull it out of the bag. That is what we did. Yeah, it was actually quite hard. Yeah. And then it just slowly inflated, which is very funny to watch. Well, we got the cover on. 
which actually was pretty easy. I thought that was going to be way harder than it was, and it turned out that it wasn't, which is nice. Yeah. Because it also sort of gives me hope that, like, if we ever wanted to replace the cover one day, it wouldn't be, like, a god-awful situation. Yeah. Or, like, cleaning it. I don't think it would be hard to get it on and off. Yeah. Yeah, it really wasn't too bad. Um, It did have to inflate for 24 hours, which was the longest 24 hours of my entire life. (laughs) Yeah, it was like uh, Christmas Jordan (laughs) energy around that 24 hours. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was just slowly inflating in the middle of our living room. And then once fully inflated, I guess inflate is the word, right? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because it needed like to fill with air. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so once fully inflated, we had to reconfigure the living room. We basically moved every piece of furniture we had. Yeah, that's pretty true. I think we might have moved every piece of furniture minus my office stuff. Because I think pretty much as soon as you sat on it, you were like, we have to keep the couch. Yeah. So I, as a person, uh, really value my my posture. <laughs> I think my having a straight back makes my back feel nice, which is also why I like sleeping on the ground and camping gear sometimes uh, because i don't know having a pretty straight back makes my back and neck and shoulders and all that feel nice and if i get too slouchy that's kind of when i start uh like getting achy as you know a 28 year old old man <laughs> that i am uh so i was like you know i think uh, this thing's really comfy but we probably still need the couch i mean i think the in my soul i knew that that was the case that it would be pretty wild to not have a couch and just have a love sack yeah um and i think too i mean i think most folks listening know or have like seen shows or heard about us talk about the couch but our couch is like pretty firm it's not like yeah a, like a too cushy couch i like a firm couch yeah so that's also i mean it might have yeah wanted to clarify that because it might have been confusing like the couch being firm if people aren't aware Trying okay. to make people aware. So we needed to keep the couch. But I just, like, couldn't, when we were thinking about buying it, even conceive of how we were going to fit all this stuff in here, which is why we needed to move everything around. Mm-hmm. So the first move, my first thought, was to move my hiking trunk um, into the closet. That was pretty pivotal, I think, to, like, the whole situation working out. Thank you. Um, and initially I was going to move into the closet and move the chair we have under my backpack and the map space. I know we don't do shadows, but it probably would make, yeah. make it way clear with shadows if we had <laughs> been doing this still. Oh, well. Um. I mean, you can take the shadows if you want. Maybe. I feel like you don't. Yeah, not really. Um. This is what I'm saying. So I maybe feel. in situ sometimes I would take them. I don't okay. know. We'll discuss. Off mic. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I moved the trunk. So the trunk and the backpack are in like a corner. And I thought it might be fun to move the chair. Have like a little like corner sitting area. Um, just because. And we have had some room in the closet. We moved the box of toilet paper. <laughs> this sounds like wild and wild the more I explain it. Well, we had started buying toilet paper in bulk, which is great because we can buy like a year's worth of toilet paper at a time. Yeah. But it was taking up like a year's worth of toilet paper space in the closet. Yeah. So we, I guess really first we saw if we could break that down 
so we really just like pack ratted or like squirreled is the term toilet paper away and like ran up under the, under the counter spaces like under the sink under the bathroom sink that's really it um and that made room it was a little snug for my hiking stuff to go in and then on top of my hiking stuff jordan has always wanted this is like a double <laughs> double dream jordan we had board games on top of the bookshelf and honestly i mean they're not my favorite place for it too it just sort of made sense um but put my trunk in the closet made a nice space for the board games to fit on top of because it couldn't really fit on top of the box it would just kind of crinkle and collapse uh, but clearly the trunk was a good good base so we were able to move the board games off the bookshelf i had actually forgotten that happened and then as you said it i re-remembered and became excited again yeah yeah it was a good move um because they're just kind of there they're also fucking up the paint on top like anytime you'd move the game they would just peel a layer of paint off the top of the bookshelf um yeah not a great stitch so we were able to do that and then we moved the chair and it just wasn't really great it was weird because in my mind, that was a great idea and made a lot of sense. And then we got it over there and the chair was just like completely the wrong size. Yeah, it really stuck out too much. It was sticking out into two doorways at the same time. It was yeah. wild. Then Jordan was like, maybe we should throw the chair in the trash. And I was like, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, she did not say that, but you were contemplating getting rid of the chair. And I was like, I like this chair. You do like that chair a lot. So then we were like, okay. We already moved our bookshelf once this quarantine, if you remember. Yep. And I was like, oh man, should we move the bookshelf again? So then we had to take all of the books off the bookshelf and move it over to where Donnie's hiking stuff used to be, mm-hmm. which meant we had to take down the Appalachian Trail art and mm-hmm. the backpack. Yep. And then we had to figure out where to put the backpack. Yeah. So the backpack also ended up in the closet because uh, Jordan has done a lot of closet purging as of late. But there's been like in the city there's been free stores and a lot of space to donate clothes to jordan has been very good about donating um which is good for the community but also good for us in this instance because there's enough space in the closet to all of a sudden free up the backpack um which is great because like the backpack was just hanging out here because it made sense but it's like a pretty fucked up backpack i've done a lot with it it's not like the prettiest thing to look at so into the closet. It's not as aesthetic as the love sack. Yeah. Um, so into the closet it went. And that worked out. And so then we needed to move the chair. We tried the chair in like a few spots, I think. Or maybe we just hypothesized it. I don't know if we moved it or not. Well, I think in my brain the chair was then going to go by the radiator. Hmm. And so then we had to move the couch. Mm-hmm. And we tried the couch in a few spots. Yeah. Yeah, I think we moved the couch around a lot. Yeah. Which is fine. It was like a pretty easy thing to move. I don't remember how we settled on the configuration that we ended up having. So since we've moved into this apartment and known that your office was over there, mm-hmm. I've sort of had this like idea in my head that we would put a piece of furniture with the back of the furniture facing your office mm-hmm. as a way to like divide the space in half. And we've tried that with the couch before. And the back of the couch is too tall, so it looks, like, weird and is, like, a physical barrier more than an emotional one. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, maybe we'll do it with a love sack because the love sack isn't as tall, obviously. And then it can sort of be, like, a 
two-sided thing like you can sit on either side and like face mm. either side wow. um, symbolism right there and then but that didn't work either it looks just too much like it was still like right in the center of the room yeah but then we basically just did the opposite thing which was put the couch on the wall like between the windows mm-hmm. um and sort of like use the love sack as like a chair like an accent chair (laughs) (laughs) yeah so to speak i think that's a pretty as good a way to say it as i can think of but then the actual chair wouldn't fit by the radiator because it was too fat again and see this is why i was like we can have a chair, just maybe not this chair, because it was, like, such an awkward size for what we were trying to do with it. Mm-hmm. But then I had a stroke of genius. Bing! And we swapped the chair with the office cabinet, because the office cabinet has a very uh, shallow profile. Mm-hmm. Whereas the chair is Does very not. deep. <laughs> and that's what we ended up going with. Yep. And then we hung the AT map over by the office stuff. We also moved our, like, chat book, so, like, little uh, books by friends, books by, like, uh, some poets who I know and knew. We moved that over to the office stuff, too, um, which I think looks nice. It's, like, pretty V-hip, which is, like, a collection of a lot of self-pubs and small press things that we own, uh, which is kind of a cool thing to display. Freed up some space on the bookshelf. Uh, oh, and then you had to build a plant stand. Yeah, so the couch cannot be centered uh, under the, or like between the windows. It's not under the windows. Yeah. Because of the width of the love sack. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a little off to one side, which is basically covering most of one window, which was making my plants not visible. Yeah, though, to pause briefly, the love sack is in the position of an accent chair, but it's really kind of like the hero piece. Like everything. (laughs) is everything else is responding to the position of the love sack. Yeah. It is just on, like, one side of the room. Um, so I wanted to still be able to see my plants, and it turns out that I had a piece of wood left over from the coat rail mm-hmm. fiasco. And so I literally just, like, cut it into three pieces and nailed slash glued it together to make a little plant stand. And I got to have some special walnut redemption. Yay. Because there was enough special walnut left to stain that. I've really been liking recently these, like, use up extra stuff. (laughs) Like, DIYs. I was inspired by uh, Monica from House of Esperanza because she just redid her pantry last week and just, like, went out to her garage and was like, how can I make some can risers? Mm. And she has, like, a whole-ass garage, so she can have, like, two-by-four storage. Mm. Um, That's obviously not our situation. But I've been feeling very validated recently in the crafting supplies that I keep because I've really been able to, like, reach in there and whip some stuff out. Like, that was a zero-dollar project, and now you can see the plants over the couch. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. I would also say that I'm proud of us, and I don't know if this is, like, credit to us necessarily or just, like, reason. I don't know. But, like... (laughs) A credit to reason. I thought that we were going to have to literally get rid of every single thing we owned in order to make this love sack work. And really, like, everything sort of goes together and also in its new places, like, still looks nice. Yeah. And so I think we do a good job of, like, picking things we like and picking things that 
go in our space and that makes them really malleable. Wow. Yeah. It's a nice thing. I'll take the credit for that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that I was giving you credit for that specifically, (laughs) but like, yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag die score corner. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of apartment 26. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.